Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Alongside Brian Murphy, Dennis Cox here with you on 99.9 The Fan this afternoon. Graham Hill producing us. Coming up in a couple hours, we actually have the ACC Baseball Championship. We have the game with NC State in action against Miami. We're going to get into ACC Baseball Championships here in just a little bit, but also the Carolina Hurricanes are done this season, and it makes me very, very sad. Brian Murphy, not quite as much, but it makes me very sad. I didn't say I wasn't sad. I'm not a, I didn't say I wasn't sad. I'm not as sad as you are, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm one over here with beer and <laughs> snacks. Uh, you, not so much. Uh, but I'm eating my feelings, and that's okay. We're also at the latest in terms of the ACC and revenue sharing, sports gambling, and more. Let's go ahead and get to the Daily Checkdown brought to you by Window Nation. I got five. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. ACC Baseball Championship taking place just down the road of the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. UNC in action right now against Virginia. Top of the seventh inning right now. UNC leads UVA 4-2. to UNC is the road team, so they're batting currently in the top of the seventh right now. But if UNC wins this game, they're into the semifinals. Which May- take place or supposed to take place on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Saturday and Sunday. And we've got some news on that. The ACC the ACC has put out um basically their in case of rain policy yes. here. And it's complicated. I will just say if pool play is not completed, the number one seed will be the automatic bid to will get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. That is Wake Forest, of course, the number one okay. team in the country. If pool play is completed, the team with the best record in pool play, so whoever went two and oh will get the automatic bid. Of, of the remaining of, of, of the, the teams four. that are left. Of the of teams the that are teams. left. Okay. And if the teams in the semifinal and championship game have the same record, mm-hmm. then again the highest seed out of that group will get the auto mid. This really isn't a problem because the top eight or nine teams in this tournament or this championship are going to the NCAA tournament. Yes. So, so who gets the auto bid is not really that important. Well Yes and no, because NC State plays later on today. Right now, they are set to, to, to play Miami at 7 o'clock, and you can hear that right here on 99.9 The Fan. And if they win, they win their pool, and they go on to the semifinals. Well, they're not a lock. They're the ninth seed in this tournament. They're no lock to get into the NCAA tournament. We talked to Darren Vaught a couple of days ago. We'll hopefully get Darren on tomorrow to talk about this a little bit more. But if... They obviously, if they win the the ACC championship, they're in, and you don't have to, you, you you erase all doubts. So if you don't have that opportunity, there's no guarantee the selection committee is going to say you guys are in, or even like, well, you guys could have, but you didn't. Doesn't matter. That that's something that's still floating up in the air for a team like NC State. So every game for them truly does matter right now. Right. They they may be the one team in this in this entire event out at, at Durham Bulls Athletic Park that needs it to keep going. Yes. Wake Forest doesn't have to worry about no, it. No, they don't have to worry They're about it. They're hosting. Uh, you know, Duke is is on that line. Maybe they host, maybe they have to go on the road. Yeah. Carolina's fighting for a, a high three or maybe a low two seed, depending sure. on on how it all works out. You're right. NC State may be the one team and they play later tonight 
that needs as many wins as possible. Convince that that selection committee we are not on the bubble. We are in this tournament. And, and quality wins, too. Having already beat Duke, like you mentioned, is is on the borderline of, of hosting a regional. Uh, Miami's in it. So if you get wins over teams that are already in the field, that helps boost the resume. I think last I saw, they were projected to be basically one of the last four teams in. But again, you don't know how other championships and tournaments are going to go if teams are going to get knocked off. That's just kind of how this thing works. And having missed out, been team number 65 last year, yep. I'm sure NC State fans do not want to leave it, or, or the NC State baseball team, given their history with the NCAA, what happened in Omaha, and, and then what happened last year. Yeah. They do not want to leave this up to a committee. Yeah, leave, don't leave it to <laughs> chance. Don't leave it to chance. All right, next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Fourth thing here on the Daily Checkdown brought to you by Window Nation. The ACC presidents, looks like Brian Murphy, have agreed to a modification in terms of revenue split based off of what they call a success plan. Yeah, revenue in the ACC is split evenly. Now, yes. now the teams don't all get the exact same amount because there's some things for travel and championships put in there. But yeah. The main part, they're in a very narrow band of, of distribution. What the ACC has been working toward, for some, or some of the teams in the ACC mm-hmm. have been working toward for, for over a year now, is a distribution model that sees some teams get more than others. And, and Florida State has said, hey, we bring more to the conference when it comes to the TV deal. We should get more. The ACC's kind of rejected that, but what they have said is, if you have more success on the field and you reach the college football playoff, you reach deep into the NCAA tournament, well, maybe you should get a larger percentage of that revenue. Sure. And now the presidents have agreed with the ADs. Mm-hmm. Presidents have agreed to that. I'd love to tell you, hey, if you make the Final Four, you get X percentage, 25% of all that revenue, 50% of all that revenue. If you make the, the college football playoff, you get 75% of that revenue. They haven't gotten that far. They haven't gotten that. They're still working on those percentages, but they they have endorsed the idea that teams that do better are going to get more money. Uh, where I find this somewhat laughable is when Wake Forest yeah. you know, goes to the College World Series or when Pittsburgh wins the, the ACC championship and goes to the college football playoff. The schools that, that say, hey, we need more money, the Clemsons and the Florida States, are going to end up watching Wake Forest and Pitt and and. Boston College end up getting more money from the success initiative. Imagine that. <laughs> that would Imagine make me laugh. that. But hey, you know what? I, I like this in the sense that you know what? You can't just you can't just sit back and just collect the same amount as everyone else. If you want to get more, you got to go earn it out there. Uh, but obviously, the players don't get any sort of cut of this. <laughs> Importantly, um, the TV money is not part of yeah, this. Yeah, the TV money not part of this. That stays the same, which I'm a hundred percent on board with that uh speaking of the acc right now uh unc extends their lead a two-run single to 6-2 now over uva in the top of the seventh only one out runners on first and second for for north carolina my only issue with the acc revenue distribution we've seen this in other conferences as soon as florida state or clemson or north carolina or you name the school yeah any of the 15 schools if they have a chance to jump to the big 10 or the sec and they can figure out a way out they're going yeah. So no amount of revenue distribution, unequal revenue distribution, none of, no amount of these changes is going to keep any school in the ACC if they get an invite and find a way out. Yeah, well, no one's found a, found a way out yet. Well, right. That's the thing. If, if they would have found a way out by now, they would have told, like, they would they, honestly, they would be going to the SEC or the Big Ten saying, hey, we can get out. You want us? <laughs> well, right, of like, course. They, they would have been doing that already. So, so the argument that this is going to keep people in the league – it might keep them happier. Yeah. But it's not going to keep them happy. 
That's there's a difference between the two. There really is a difference between the two. All right, next up. One, two, three. NBA action tonight. The one final that hasn't been a sweep. Uh, it, it, in terms of the NBA and the NHL right now, there's only been one series where so far, because right now Dallas and Vegas, that looks like it's going to be a sweep, Vegas Golden Knights. So we're looking at, I think it's what, 14-1 and one right now? Currently 14-1 and one right now. Yeah, 14-1. and one. So the Lakers got swept by the Nuggets. The Canes got swept uh, by the Florida Panthers. And the Heat were up 3 nothing over the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics actually did end up winning game four. And then, the, again, like, like we mentioned, the Vegas Golden Knights are up 3 nothing on the Dallas Stars. Uh, that game is tonight along with Celtics Heat game five. Uh, you mentioned a little bit ago, Heat are kind of – they're banged up right now. Obviously, they're missing Tyler Hero for pretty much this entire postseason with a broken hand, but their other guys are a little bit banged up for that Heat squad. Yeah, Gabe Vincent, who you might be like, who? But he scored 28, I think, the other night. Yeah. Gabe Vincent has been ruled out of Game 5. Uh, Kevin Love, who you know most people thought was washed up in Cleveland but has become an important part of yeah. this Heat team. He, I believe he's banged up and may not play or may play limited minutes. Um, so Miami kind of taping, you know, duct taping this thing together around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Of course, I think they have the best coach in the NBA, and I think I'm willing to move Eric Spolstra above Craig, Greg Popovich for the, sure. for the time being. Can they get it done on the road in Game Five? The longer Boston, I think, can keep this series going, the you know the obviously the better chance they have. But the more and more pressure, I think, goes on Miami to not become the first team in NBA history to blow a 3-0 lead. Yeah, there's going to be some pressure on them. In my opinion, if they if they lose tonight, get it done at home in Game Six. Otherwise, like you said, you're going on the road. In game seven. So, yeah, there might be a little bit of pressure on that. But it's still difficult for any team to win four straight must-win games. Key key number to watch, and this is probably true in all of basketball these days, three-point shooting. Heat have been on fire from three, uh, really struggled in game four. Celtics have been struggling and and are starting to take more and more threes and starting to make a a few more. Um, Whichever team kind of has that advantage seems to have won these games so far in this series. All right, next up. And I don't even care who number two is. So it looks like, Brian Murphy, you've been all over this. The sports betting, sports gambling bill that's currently in the Senate. It's gone through the House of Representatives here in the North Carolina General Assembly already once. They passed it. Goes to the Senate. They've made some tweaks, but it's going through subcommittees right now. But it looks like we might actually have a hard deadline or a hard date of when we might actually see this go fully through the Senate. Yeah, it looks like votes in the full Senate will be Wednesday and Thursday of next week. They'll have to vote on it twice um, for for legislative reasons. Why twice? Um, it deals with taxes and revenue. That okay, want to make sure you don't uh, don't run through a vote when when maybe somebody's missing or or um, some people are absent. Two big things that I think most people listening would want to know. Number one, this does not start till January. January eighth is the start date. So even when it gets all passed through and have six months, seven months to wait. Uh, until it gets legalized here or, or be- goes online here. And the second thing, this was a big change in the Senate bill. I've talked a lot, you've probably heard on this show and others, about sports lounges. Okay. So these sports lounges will be at PNC and other places. And I've called them sports lounges for a reason because you would need an app in order to place a bet. So you could go to PNC, go to their sports lounge, watch the game. But in order to place a bet, you'd have to have that app on your phone. Okay. Okay. A change in the Senate bill now says 
those places, PNC, Bank of America, uh, golf tournaments, you name it, will be able to accept in-person cash bets. Okay. So it will be a true sports book. Okay. And not just a sports lounge. Um, so in if you're a casual fan, you don't want to download the app, you know, but you're going to the Hurricanes game and you say, hey, I'm here. Let me put 20 bucks on the Canes to win tonight. Yeah. You'll be able to walk in as long as you have an ID. You'll be able to place that $20 bet in cash. You won't have to mess with downloading an app, using your credit card, putting money on the app. I, I think that's a huge win for the sports teams and the sports facilities. Hey, I'm sure I can also use, use my debit card. Because you say cash, because I know, for example, like PNC Arena is a cashless facility now. Everything has to operate through card. So I don't actually bring cash with me to PNC Arena. But if you say you can make a cash bet, can I just use my debit card, swipe? I mean, I'm because I'm, there, there are some places that don't allow you, you to use a credit card <laughs> to make bets. Right. You have to use a debit card or cash. I, so, again, that's this is the reason why I legit asked this question. Yeah, I, I believe you will be able to use a credit card. I believe you will also be able to use cash. I mean, cash is specifically mentioned in the bill as okay. something that would be able to be used, which is interesting because under the mobile system, you can't use cash. Um, I've been to the Catawba Casino, okay. uh, the one down in Kings Mountain, um, and they have a sports book there. They don't, you know, you think of Vegas as these ticket windows where you go up with your cash and hand it over. They don't have those. What they have are kiosks. Yeah. And you either put in cash or a lot of these places, I think you have to actually go to the ATM and get cash out and then put, put the cash in. Uh, I get those ATM fees. There yeah. you go. And, uh, and that's how you place the bets there. So, like, when PNC Arena does this, and, and no doubt they will do it if this bill becomes law, I imagine they may not have ticket windows, but they'll instead have kiosks or, or you know, uh, machines where you can go and, and place your bet on whether the Canes are going to win tonight or, or how many goals the Canes are going to score or whether or not uh, Sebastian Ajo is going to have a goal or an assist. I mean, the, the, the amount of bets you can make are, is pretty limitless at this point. Next up. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Carolina Hurricanes lose 4-3 in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Final. They get swept. It's stunk because Jacob Slavin goes out, Stefan Nason goes out, even Martin Natchez got hurt for a little bit. Our captain was in the penalty box at the end when they scored the game-winning goal, which was basically at that point was essentially overtime at that point. 4.3 seconds left. It it was essentially overtime. Adam Gold, host of the Adam Gold Show, Stormwatch and Aftermath, which we no longer have Stormwatch and Aftermath, <laughs> gives us two minutes of hockey. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, lads. I've got two minutes for the end of an incredible season. All brought to us by Dysart Willis, high stakes litigation and defense, DysartWillis.com. It was a great year for the Carolina Hurricanes. 82 game regular season, the Canes finished with the second best record in the entire league. Let's not lose sight of that. 
Carolina was also dealing with injuries, pretty much from start to finish. It always bothered me that the national media wouldn't give Carolina credit for playing without Max Pacioretty. I even talked to a national broadcaster who said, well, Pacioretty wasn't there all year, so we can't really talk about that. I'm like, why not? He was supposed to be there all year. He did play five games, so why can't we talk about Pacioretty? They expected to have him. They didn't trade for him to not have him. So, yeah, that's fair game. Andrei Svechnikov missing the last quarter of the season, roughly in all of the playoffs with the torn ACL. That also matters. And those are two very significant injuries because all things being equal, they would have been two of your top three goal scorers, maybe your top two goal scorers when it's all said and done. So those things matter. They're also two of your more physical players. And those things matter too, as we found out in game four and game three and game two and game one against the Florida Panthers. The Hurricanes got swept. Could they have won every game? Yes. But on the whole, Florida was better in the moments that decided the game. Carolina did, however, give us some hope late in the game as Jesper Faust became the team's leading goal scorer in the postseason. McKechnie settles it down for Shea. His shot goes wide again. Chatfield won't keep it in. Behind the net, it goes Martin to go front. They score! Jesper Faust ties it at three. 3.22 left in the third, and the Canes are still alive. Under three and a half to go. It's 3-3. You've got the momentum. Carolina actually had a pretty good scoring chance right after that as well. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jordan Stahl is called for a tripping penalty that I didn't know that the NHL called crap like that with one minute to go in a tied game in the playoffs of an elimination game. I was unaware. I thought the whistles were put away. That's what I hear all the time, except not in this case. And you know what? Carolina couldn't kill the penalty. Reinhardt looking. He hits the post. Eight seconds left. Florida hanging on to the puck. Jumping out in front. Quick shot. They score. Power play goal for the Florida Panthers out in front. With 4.3 seconds left, Carolina so close to sending this to overtime. And Matthew Kachuk winds his way through. All in all, it was a great year, a crappy way to end it, but the Hurricanes played a very good series. They just came up against the team that also played a very good series and was just a little bit bigger and a little bit better when it mattered the most. Dysart Willis, High Stakes Litigation and Defense online, DysartWillis.com. We'll have way more than two minutes going forward. As for now, I'm going to go take a nap. Big thanks to Adam Gold uh, for our last two minutes of hockey. Last two minutes of hockey of this season. It's crazy to think it's like 120 days until next season I was going to say, they start off-season workouts like two weeks from now, it feels like. <laughs> Today, <laughs> the Rob Brindamore is probably hammering weights and stuff right now. Canes will have exit interviews tomorrow uh, starting at 11 o'clock, so make sure you tune in to WRLSportsFan.com. Uh, videos and articles and stuff posted from that as well. Um, you'll hear some of those conversations right here on The Fan tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. So uh, a lot to dive into 
tomorrow regarding that. NHL free agency begins on July 1st, and it's right after the draft. So it's literally like go from draft right into free agency. You and I talked about this a little bit ago, and I want to get right back into this. Who stays, who goes? Who comes back? The Carolina Hurricanes have nine forwards under contract this upcoming season. I'm not counting the rookie guys like uh, Jamison Reese or Ryan Suzuki, uh, Vasily Ponomarev. Uh, those guys are currently played the whole season down in Chicago. They're on their entry-level rookie contracts. Though, don't be surprised if we see a couple of those guys on the roster next season. But up front, forward-wise, yes, a pool Yarby, restricted free agent. Jesper Faust, unrestricted free agent. Mackenzie McEachern, unrestricted free agent. Jordan Stahl, unrestricted free agent. Paul Stastny, Max Pacioretty, Andre Kasha, Derek Stepan, all under restricted free agents this upcoming season. Guys I don't expect to come back. Pooley Arvey, bye. Mackenzie McEckern, if he's willing to play again in the AHL, uh, probably a higher level salary down in the AHL like he did this past season, maybe gets a shot to be a fourth liner somewhere. That's a hit and miss for me. Those guys are a dime a dozen, those type of players. Um, Paul Stasny, I don't think so at age 37. I just don't see it. Uh, Andre Kasha only played the first game of the season. Concussion. It's been an issue in his career. I don't even know if he plays again. And I mean, legit, all honestly, like some might tell him, hey, look, you might get cleared to play, but for your long-term health, probably best that you don't. Uh, Derek Stepan, don't expect him to come back this upcoming season. The two big names, Jesper Foss, Jordan Stahl, and Max Pacioretty. So actually three big names. I don't see him letting the captain go. That, I don't see Jordan Stahl going anywhere. The price points the question mark, but I just don't see them letting Jordan Stahl walk. And it's up to him, right? Oh, sure. I mean, there's it's a two-way street. Right. I mean, but I think I, but the, does he her, want to go somewhere? I mean, I think else? obviously the Hurricanes want, would want to bring him back. Yeah. Um, I think he's st- still valuable as a player. Uh, yes. And still valuable for all the other stuff that he brings. Mm-hmm. You know, Walt Ruff was in here and mentioned, does he want to go play with his brothers? Yeah. In Florida. As, as you know, as a, as a capstone to to their careers all together, p- playing on the same team, I think that's a huge decision. And and does he? I think he made six million this year. Does he? Yeah. Have, do you bring him back the same number? Can you get him a little bit cheaper? Um, the Canes have space, but but you just mentioned a lot of guys that they're going to have to fill fill some roster spots. Frank Cervelli of Daily Faceoff uh, has a projection of what guys are going to make this upcoming season in, in free agency. The top fifty top fifty free agents that they have listed. And Jordan Stahl on that list was he projected two years at about $3.2 million per year. I could see that, bring him back. So, okay, you get him back, and the cap hit is essentially half. Max Pacioretty, he projects to have a just a one-year, $1.5 million contract, which is what Paul Stastny played on this year. I'd be willing to bring Patches back on that, on that, that level of a deal because it's basically, hey, you just ruptured your Achilles twice – and you're in your mid-30s now, probably not going to command any sort of length of contract for a high-value dollar. So, yeah, I'd be taking willing to take a flyer on that. The next one, though, Jesper Foss, who was actually the leading goal scorer in the playoffs for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's 31 years old. Is someone going to offer him three years, four years? Is Carolina willing to go that long? He's projected by, again, by, um, by Daily Faceoff at two years, $2.3 million per year. He made $2 million this year to Jesper Foss. So, again, questions. <laughs> Big-time <laughs> questions. There are only two forwards under contract 
longer than this upcoming season. It's yes, Perry Kokaniemi, who still has seven years left on his deal. Uh, uh, that. Um, and then there's Andrei <laughs> Svechnikov, who has six years left on his contract. That's it. Everyone else is one year left on their deal. Now, there's some guys restricted free agents and so forth, a little bit different. But the window to do something is now. Right. It's plain and simple. The, the window to push all in is now. And, and this is also an important offseason then to set up that cap, to set up your roster moving forward. Like, do you want to extend some of these guys now and get more people under contract? The yeah. Other, the other thing I would say with Faust is, you know, you see this in the NFL, you see it in the NBA, where if you're on a winning team and you produce – you know, sometimes you're you're one of their secondary players on that winning team. Yeah. But then you get a big deal from someone else. Mm-hmm. Other teams want to grab winners off of this. We saw it with um, Andre Pilat, right? Off the off the off the light off the Lightning. Yeah. Had such a great was 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 a role player for them, but played such a big role that somebody else wanted to give him a big deal to come to them. So I wonder if somebody like Faust will command a bigger deal somewhere else who says, hey, look, that's a winning player. He will help what we're trying to do here in Phoenix or here in Denver or or, or you name the place. I think a lot of people are willing to pay a little bit extra saying, okay, in the regular season, you're not going to put up great numbers or big-time numbers in the regular season, but your style of play is built for postseason hockey. And that is a big-time difference between the two. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.